in the book of Luke chapter 10. Jesus speaks and he, he says this, he says, a man was going from Jerusalem to Jericho and was beaten. But three men then came along and saw this man on the side of the road. The Bible says a priest, a Levite, and the Bible then talks about a Samaritan and it says this in verse 33. As he traveled, he came where the man was and when he saw him, he took pity on him. He went to him and bandaged his wounds, pouring on oil and wine. Then he put the man on his own donkey, brought him to an inn and took care of him. The next day he took two denarii, gave them to the innkeeper and he said, look after him. When I return, I'll reimburse you for any extra expense that you may have. Which of these, Jesus asked, was the neighbor to the man who fell into the hand of the robbers? The expert in the law said, the one who had mercy on him. And Jesus says these words, which I just think are so powerful. Go and do likewise. As a church, we truly want to go and do likewise. We want to be in our world, in our cities, and in the rural areas of Ontario and all over the world. We want to be people like this Good Samaritan who will simply go and do likewise. And the scripture just makes it so clear to us uh, what we are to do as a church, that we are the ecclesia, that we are the called out ones, the ones who are there to make a difference, not the ones who are there to make a name for ourselves, but the ones who are there to truly lift up the name of Jesus by making a difference in our local community, in our world, by being the hands and feet of Jesus. And this really is what the Good Works offering is. We want to be the kind of church that doesn't just see, but we want to be the kind of church that sees things and then can act, can be a part of change. We don't want to be the kind of church that just commentates on societal issues. We want to be the kind of church that actually jumps in and makes a difference. Every week, uh, the generosity of the church means that we can keep the lights on Praise through Jesus. your general tithes and your regular offerings. But once a year, we wanna take a minute to be able to do something that truly moves the church forward. And in this year's Good Works offering, we wanna be able to present to you today with the help of many of our friends and family, who you'll hear from in a minute, uh, an offering that is in three distinct parts. And they are about us this year, reaching the lost, helping those in need, and serving the church. Amen. And in this first section of our presentation today, we wanna to talk to you about how as a church, we're gonna reach the lost. If Jesus talked about anything, it was about reaching lost people. He said, it's not the healthy that need a doctor, but the sick. The Bible says in Luke 10 that the Son of Man, Jesus said, came to seek and to save those who are lost. In fact, the last thing that He said in the book of Matthew was the Great Commission. He said, go into all the world, preaching the good news of Jesus Christ and baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. In other words, there was a huge pivot from reaching the Jews to reaching the Gentiles. And as a young man and a young woman from the, the very corner of the world in the South Pacific, I'm glad that he did. To reach the lost, we believe that as a church, the best thing that we can do to see lost people come to know Christ mm. is to plant more churches and be a part of a church planting movement. Mm. But as a church, more locally, that looks like us launching new campuses. Mm. And this year, we wanna launch a new campus in Toronto, in Kingston, and we're really excited because it's an immediate need is to launch an online campus. There's a church in New Zealand that supported us financially for the last 18 months. Amazing. That one church, um, about a year ago, my mum walked into with her, um, with her husband, my stepfather. And she walked in and heard 
a really clear gospel presentation as they were out supporting a friend who was being baptized. And they made a decision that day to follow Jesus. Now she then flew to Ottawa some months later and we were able to baptize her in the lake that's just down the road from our house. It's and it's a decision that's shaped their life, that's changed them to, to get them focusing on the narrow road of following Jesus. And I'm so glad that that church has a mandate to give clear gospel presentations every single Sunday. Yeah. They believe to reach the lost. Yeah. As a church in the pandemic, when we opened up physically, um, a father and his four boys walked in one day, grieving a loss in their own family. And that day we, as we do every week, gave a clear gospel presentation of Jesus Christ. And those boys, the three youngest boys, made a decision that day to follow after Jesus. As a staff and as a team, there's nothing more invigorating than seeing someone make a decision to follow after Jesus. And this year, we're believing that as we launch our Toronto campus, and Kingston campus and our online campus, which has the potential to be the largest campus in the church, for sure, that we could see many people come to know Jesus. Yeah, there is just so much need. And like we said, we're not out there wanting to make a name for a church. We're wanting to lift up the name of Jesus and something is taking place in our church community and our church family. And so there have just been little, um, I guess, uh, spouts of life, just things taking place in Toronto. And, you know, just before the pandemic hit, we actually had gone down to Kingston and had met in the home of John and Kathleen Lenton. And that night, 40 people came out because there are people who are wanting to be a part yeah. of what is taking place in our church. And so we really have a heart for the loss. We want to make sure that we are planting churches. And for us, that looks like planting campuses and seeing something uh, really come alive in Kingston. And you're gonna hear a little bit more about what's taking place in Toronto, but also with our online campus as well. We're so excited because at the moment we've been putting together an online weekly service presentation and, yeah. and it's really grown from when you and I used, um, you know, like frames and wax baking paper as light diffusers in our home. That's how far we've come, guys. So at the start, it's like we were just making it work. We had, uh, I guess, an online service of sorts, but gosh, it was like, you know, it was bare minimum. So I'm, I'm glad that we've moved on we've from no more baking paper, no more old frames. No, but we want to we wanna raise in this offering for this section of the offering, $50,000 which is gonna be for two kind of mobile campus kits yeah. with a, a soundboard and a PA, and microphones and a projector, everything that we'll need in Toronto. And you'll hear okay. from JR and Christine in a minute um, to start watch parties um, when is appropriate and gatherings and interest, interest nights. The same in Kingston. And then also with our online campus, a part of that money will go to continue to lift the standard of the gear that we have yeah. so that we can have good, uh, what Chris Spencer calls assets. So we yeah. can provide him good quality material so that he can then edit and provide for our online campus yeah. um, good quality, excellent things for people all over the world to see and hear about what God is doing in our church. Yeah, and really what we've been doing is just kind of producing online services, but we would love to move uh, and take that next step and actually really launch an online campus. And so you're gonna hear a bit more about that, but for now, why don't we jump in and hear from the incredible Christine and J.R. Capleros, who are one of the key couples helping to lead the charge out in Toronto. Over you guys. Hey everyone, my name is J.R. Caparos and this is my wife Christine Caparos. You may have seen us around um, and over the past year we've had the privilege of being involved in worship at LC as well as hosting the Toronto group. 
this has been a challenging time for a lot of us, but it's been super encouraging to see the church thrive and be a force during this transitionary period into online and virtual. I know for us, it's meant so much to us um, just to still feel so connected, even though you know the physical church is in Ottawa. Here in Toronto, we've just felt so at home and we've met so many people in Toronto um, through the online community that we probably wouldn't have ever met if it wasn't for um, those chats online. And I know for us, like during this time where people have felt isolated and lonely, even depressed, it's made such a big impact on our mental health just to stay resilient during these lockdowns. And I mean, sending the link to our friends and family who probably wouldn't ever step foot in a physical church um, you know, I know that it's planted seeds in their hearts, um, hearing the gospel and the word of God, and I can't wait to see what comes out of, you know, just online um, and in Toronto. Now for sure, um, we're just super keen to continue to pour into and invest in growing the online campus experience as well as the Toronto community, uh, and super excited to see what God does uh, in this place. Yeah, we're so excited. We can't wait to see what the rest of 2021 holds in store for Toronto and online. We can't wait. Thanks so much, guys. Well, that was the Reach the Lost section, but now we're really excited to talk to you about the section where we're gonna describe helping those in need. Amazing. Uh, last year, we were able to help people in our local community. We were able to pivot because the Bible says in Titus 3.1 that we should always be ready for every good work. And as a church, we were ready last year. We'd receive the offering. We're able to pivot and change, provide Christmas hampers and, and gift packs and for help for those in need here in Ottawa downtown. And as a church, we are, we are thrilled to always be able to do these things. Yeah, we need to be ready. We always need to be ready as a church to help those in need. And we want to continue supporting um, the areas that we've, we've been supporting over the last few years, uh, which has been the incredible work that Mama Amara have been doing. Yeah, I know amazing. that you would have seen uh, the Sowing and Reaping Report. If you haven't watched it, be sure to go back and watch that. But, but meeting that need as a church, being able to say, you know what, we're going to continue to support Rebecca, the incredible midwife there and uh, see her salary covered as a church. It's pretty amazing. My name is Diane Lockhart. I'm the founder and uh, senior midwife in Amani Family Centre. Uh, we run this small birth centre in one of the slum communities in Kampala where we provide free care for mothers who are pregnant through their labour and after they have their babies. We've just been so blessed this last year and a half to have Rebecca um, and I believe that Rebecca's salary is being sponsored by Liberty Church. Um, as I say to everybody who gives money to anything to do with the clinic, uh, it's very hard to actually let you see the enormity and the value of the support that you give us. I know that you're so far away, I know that you haven't experienced life here but if you could only see the difference that it makes. Rebecca, because of her salary, she's a single mother, she has a little boy, she works incredibly hard, and just even over the last 18 months, her, her confidence, her skills have just, been, have just grown exponentially, they've just been wonderful. And she's now actually teaching another young midwife. So thank you so much to Liberty Church. Um, Rebecca has been such a blessing to us.
Yeah, I just want to say thank you so much. Thank you so much. I don't know how much, but I'm really, I'm really happy to know that I'm loved by you. And I'm really happy that I'm known by you. I also think it's God that made me meet you all. And I love you all. We want to also continue helping support Arctic Hope. And uh, if you're like me, you looked at what we were able to give that $1,000 last year and you said, man, we need to do more. Yeah, we, we need do. to give more. Hey, Liberté, uh, thanks again for your investment into this ministry in 2020. Um, we, uh, we, I heard that you guys were so impacted by, by what we did, what the Lord did through this ministry in the Canadian Arctic and the Russian Arctic that uh, as a church family you guys have decided to run with us again in 2021 uh, look I, it, it's it means the world to us i mean as a ministry we can't do anything that we're doing obviously without the leading of the lord but then also partners as the church partners church families uh walking and running with us uh so huge thank you to you i mean we're really excited for this year for a number of reasons, but a couple of them are uh, as soon as we get the green light. And then the word we felt for 2021 was do not be caught off guard. And so as soon as we get the green light, we are planning on traveling um, to a, a lot of First Nation reserves this year. Because Nunavut is, is, is really, travel restrictions are, are awful right now and, and all the rest. And we, can, we can't really get there. The Lord really put in our hearts... Um, last year to begin to focus on First Nation reserves, to add this First Nation profile into our Indigenous uh, Canada outreach. And so we're really excited. We're believing God that in the same way he moved and touched lives in the Canadian Arctic in Nunavut, uh, where young people who are suicidal, who you know have all of this emotional baggage and trauma and brokenness, how God healed so many, touched so many's lives in Nunavut, that we're believing the same types of things will happen on First Nation reserves. That they have virtually the same problems, social problems that we do. Historically, you know, the, the traumas are the same. So uh, we're really excited to begin to uh, open up that, that whole field of ministry in Canada. Uh, and then secondly, we're also, Bill and I are looking to get into Arctic Russia later this year in December. Um, our Russian missionary, Igor, has been able to travel and minister all throughout the pandemic it's been amazing that he's been able to go uh, but bill and i are looking to go later this year in december uh, to travel to some of those communities that bill first went to 25 years ago it is now and and uh, to introduce me to these amazing people um, so folks that that's what we're doing this year that's what you're investing into you're investing into the kingdom of god uh, growing in canada among canada's indigenous people but then also the arctic russia where some of the most forgotten people uh, certainly in Europe, but all around the world, some of the most forgotten people live there. And uh, all throughout this year, we'll be sending your pastors, uh, Levi and Nadia, uh, reports and pictures. And, and just to update you guys on how exciting the thing is that the Lord is doing uh, through, through this ministry. So thank you guys. Bless you. And um, we'll see you in the next video. And then we want to also continue supporting out of the cold ministries and really providing food for those who are experiencing homelessness. And so as a church, we don't want to move on from those things. We want to continue to build and sow into those things and continue to see strength and life change take place. So like I said, we want to continue supporting those three key 
areas, but we also want to launch into a couple of new areas as well. Cool. One of those being the Ottawa Women's Shelter. Uh, Levi and I were both raised by uh, solo mums. Shout out solo mums. Shout out to solo mums, solo parents yeah. everywhere. Yeah. And we just know that there needs to be a space, a place where women who need that extra support or even who need a safe environment, a safe place to be, uh, that that environment can be a nice environment. And last year as we were providing packages and giving out food uh, baskets, Throughout the pandemic, one of the places that we went to was the Ottawa yeah. Women's Shelter. Yeah. People who don't have anything, to have a place to stay, to have a pillow to lie on, to have a bed, that's a lot. When women first come to Cornerstone, they have gone through an incredibly dark time in their lives. Um, probably the darkest time of their whole lives. They've been through all kinds of struggles just to survive. You spend a lot of your life not feeling cared about, you know, um, or being used and abused. You know, it's hard to come somewhere where they they care about you because it's almost it's surreal it's, it's it's unreal that there's a place like a beacon of light in Ottawa you know for women who have needs and and issues and just need to be supported and it's a safe place and really as I walked in and I walked through those doors I just thought oh my gosh there is so much need here mm. and there is so much that we can do as a, as a church to support these women and so this year through this Good Works offering we are going to be purchasing some really simple things a whole lot of new bed sheets mm -hmm. some new pillowcases just to I guess provide a better experience for these women uh, who are just needing that safe place, as well as putting together some pamper packs, uh, some hygiene packs for each woman who goes there, just to say, hey, here you go. This is just a little bit of extra help. In 2020 provided a few clouds, but they say every cloud has a silver lining. Mm -hmm. And for us as a church, and for Nadia and I personally, one of those silver linings uh, was the Schaefer family, Taylor and Nalakshi and Aria. And, uh, and through getting to know them, they, these are great people, you know, cooking the mean curry. But just, just a good, good family in our church that we love. But then we've, we figured out through conversations that they are actually, they run the Canadian chapter of the Vision Rescue Charity, um, which raises money to help disenfranchise and at-risk young people, children in India. And so we really want to provide support and partner with them this year. And so to hear more about that, this is um, this wonderful family, Taylor and Nalachi Schaefer. Hi, Liberty City. My name is Nalakshi. Taylor. And uh, we joined Liberty City last year in August, and it was, it's been fantastic ever since. We love our church community. It's been such an amazing growth experience. We've been exposed to so much, and um, we're just loving it. Um, so we just want to tell you about our, our journey and um, the organization that we've started here in Canada. So after we got married in 2016, Taylor and I, we went to 
um, Sydney, Australia, so where I attended um, Hillsong Church for a year. Uh, I did vocals for a year. But while we were there, we, um, we were introduced to Vision Rescue, and um, it was just one of the organizations that the church supported. And obviously, me being Indian, I, I just felt a tug in my heart, and we got, both of us got really interested in what the organization does. And we ended up actually meeting the founder, Bijou, um, who started the organization 16, 17 years ago um, in Mumbai. And um, we started donating and just, you know, like started learning about the organization as much as we could. So Vision Rescue, like Mel actually said, was an organization started in 2004 um, in Mumbai. And Bijou, the founder at the time, he was waiting at a train station. And like most train stations in India, there were a bunch of kids there begging for food. Um, and so Bijou came back the next day, handed out food to a few kids. And then uh, he, he felt like he was, he was frustrated by it and asking God, God, why, why um, are, you, are you letting all these people starve? Why are you letting these kids uh, grow up in this way? And then he said he felt God ask him the same question. Mm -hmm. So from there, they just kept going back the same day with more food, more food. Um, and that's, that's how Vision Rescue started. It was just showing up each day, uh, handing out food at the train station. Um, and so then from there, it grew. Uh, Bijou and the people that he started Vision Rescue with really had a heart to um, free these kids from exploitation in India. It's, there's um, and other countries, and even here in Canada, really, there's um, a lot of different uh, bad things that go on and exploiting kids. And so he found that the the best way to do that is to keep kids in school. So what they did is they uh, started up a bus program where they would drive a bus into a slum community. They'd use that as a mobile classroom uh, to teach the kids, give them an education, keep them off the streets for as much as they could, um, and help them help give them a brighter future. Mm -hmm. From there, they just as they kept growing, they realized, okay, well, in order to keep these kids in school, we have to do so much more to support the families because uh, a lot of the times the kids will actually be uh, working on the streets to help provide for their families, and so they needed to help the parents too. Um, so from there, Vision Rescue started counseling uh, services for the families of these, these kids that were in their classrooms. They were uh, starting vocational training programs. Uh, they do uh, bracelet making for the women. There's now a cooking school. Um, and people are, like, some of the, the students from there have graduated and are getting really, really good jobs. And mm -hmm. one of the cool things that I've actually really appreciated about Vision Rescue is the emphasis on women. Mm -hmm. um, in a, in a, a society that, that tends to devalue women um, and not, not give them the same rights as men, Vision Rescue has really been a leader in that area. Hello, Pastor Nadia, Pastor Levi, and every single one of you at Liberty, Ottawa. I want to bring you hot and spicy greetings from India. I want to say a big, big thank you from the bottom of my heart uh, to you for standing with us in freeing children from exploitation. I really believe that when we are alive, this evil does not need to exist. And I really believe that this evil exists because not only of the action of the criminals, but also because of the silence and the inactivity of good people. But you have chosen not to be silent. You have chosen to rise up 
and do something. I want to thank you for including Vision Rescue in your good works offering this year. And uh, by doing that, you have become part of God's answer to the silent cry of many, many children who are being exploited. Let us continue to stand together, bring education, bring freedom, bring hope to these precious children and set them free from exploitation and lead them into all that God has in store for them in Jesus' name. Thank you. We love you. and look forward to seeing you once this crazy season is over. God bless you. The next part of our Good Works presentation today is a section on serving the church. And we're believing today that we could raise $91,000 so that we can best serve the church. I think in Ephesians 4.11, it's put so perfectly where it says this. So Christ himself gave the apostles, the evangelists, the prophets, the pastors and teachers to equip his people for works of service so that the body of Christ may be built up. This year, we wanna equip the people, equip the saints, equip believers so that the body of Christ can be built up. If as a church we're healthy, we can do great things. And so this year we wanna invest in things that are gonna make God's people healthy and whole and enable us to fulfill the Great Commission and do good works. One of the ways we wanna do that this year is to provide support for an incredible ministry here in Ontario and Westport called Alal. Kent and Karen Bandy and their team do an incredible job providing ministry and prayer support and healing retreats for people, regular people, that, that just need help to get out of whatever mental funk or spiritual funk they might be in so that we can go on and be empowered to do great things. So you're gonna hear right now from Kent and Karen about what it is that they do in Westport as a part of LL. Thank you, Kent. Hi guys, I'm Kent. And I'm Karen. And we're the directors of LL Canada. Great to be with you today. We wanted to share a little bit about who we are and what we do. LL has been around for a number of years around the world, fairly new in Canada for the last 15 years, but we, our name actually comes from LL Hamlet, or it was actually a parish where a, a group of pastors pastored in the north of England. It was called the LL Parish. And that's where the ministry started, 1986, long time ago. But we're really blessed today that we're part of this international family and we get to actually offer here in Canada what we've learned over the years around the world. We offer actually discipleship for the body of Christ. And we're not a church. We come right alongside the church and help equip them and help actually discover some inner healing issues. So places on the inside that are feeling broken from things like abuse and rejection and, and addictions. And you know, we've seen so many amazing stories of how God sets people free here in this place. Absolutely. I mean, you may not have noticed this, but for many of us, when we come to know Jesus, we bring our wounds with us yeah. and they're not all instantly healed. They can be healed at the mm. cross, but for most of us, it's an ongoing process and we need the help, we need the discipleship right. of actually bringing Jesus healing into those places where we're wounded and where we're broken. It's not just that we receive the healing, but that we become the healers. Right. And this is part of the value that we bring to the church. It's actually equipping people to do the ministry of Jesus rather than thinking that comes from the staff of the church and they do that. No, they need to be free to shepherd and to lead and we need to do the work of healing. Whereas as broken people who Jesus has healed, we understand his heart and then he can work through us to heal the wounds of others. That really is the work of discipleship. 
LL has really almost been a refuge for people to come who have been broken and who are in need of a safe place to just be able to have a voice, to be able to talk, to be able to have somebody pray with them, and as Kent said, to be able to get to some of the deeper rooted issues. So we see healing in marriages, Oh we boy. see uh, healed uh, identities where people actually know who they are in Christ. We see emotional healing and we've seen some amazing physical well, Like healing. even deep people breaking free from anxiety, yes. depression, fear. Uh, the results of trauma. When you partner with us, you invest in discipling people literally here in Canada mm. as our primary focus, but it spills over and goes around the world. So while we've been used to working exclusively in person with people. We still do that. Yeah. We still do a lot of ministry online. Mm -hmm. Now through our online courses, which have literally just taken off like fire, have been reaching far beyond our normal reach. Yeah, it's an incredible opportunity to uh, get the healing work of Christ and the teaching, which is so key to what we do. We teach and Luke 9, 11 says, Jesus welcomed the people. He taught them about his kingdom and then he healed them. It feels like you're sitting on with front row seats, mm. watching the most amazing, mm. you can't call it a show or a game because it's God restoring broken lives, mm. but it literally feels like you're riveted to watching God move. And we don't tell you, He still does miracles today. Mm. Amazing, thank you, Ken and Karen. One of the other things that we want to do to really serve the church is we want to be the kind of church that is passionate not just about spiritual health, physical health, but also mental health. And so this year, as a part of this Good Works offering, we want to set aside an amount for Ottawa Christian Counseling. We want to be the kind of church that takes away the stigma of needing to see a therapist, needing to talk to a counselor, cool. and ensuring that those areas are healthy. And look, there are some people who, for some reason, may not be in a position to be able to get that, whether it be because of insurance or finances, whatever it is. Mm -hmm. We want to be the church that says, you know what, we know that you're facing this, we know that you're going through this, and be able to partner with Ottawa Christian Counseling and with that person and say, hey, uh, church is going to cover the first few sessions. Church is going to get behind this many sessions, whatever it may be. And so we're really excited about this part of our Good Works offering. The other thing we want to give to you in this section is we want to raise money for a small staff that can staff the online campus that we talked about just a moment ago. Amazing. An online campus coordinator and an online campus pastor. We don't want people who in a pandemic locally or a part of our church globally to log in just to a Sunday service and yeah. just download podcasts or, or follow us on YouTube. We want people who are in New Zealand and Australia and Europe and the States and different provinces in Canada yep. to feel like they're a part of an online community, yeah. be a part of an online campus, Amazing. to know that someone knows their name, that they're being prayed for, that there's a sense of like, I'm a part of something bigger than just logging in to watch a service. Yeah, absolutely. But in saying that, we also are gonna need coordination. <laughs> yeah. You know, like it takes work to facilitate and plan and program an online campus. Yeah. If people are gonna have an online chat and a prayer function, that's gonna take some work, some programming, some stuff that they say at the back end. And so we wanna raise money today so that we can provide pastoral care and connection for people that aren't a part of a physical location like we might be here in Ottawa. 
And so we're really, really excited about the online campus. We believe it's going to serve an immediate need. Yes. And so we've got a few families that are going to speak to their experience, logging in and watching services online here in Canada and abroad. So we're going to hand over to them right now. Hey, we are um, Sam, Anna and Hayley and we're currently in Auckland, New Zealand, which is where we live. We all moved back from Ottawa uh, last year uh, in 2020 and, um, and have been living here since. Um, and this is where we tune into Liberty City on a, uh, on a weekly basis. I personally love that it's on a Monday for us. Um, so <laughs> we get our weekend and then on a Monday morning, which is my day off, I get to tune in. Um, and still be a part of the community too with the chat online um, and feel like I'm still connected to what's going on at Liberty City um, which is really special considering we all moved over to help plant it and we can still follow along. What I really love about Liberty City is still watching Friends on TV. Very <laughs> 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 Yeah, I love seeing the community and that we miss a lot. Auckland's a new city for all of us, and so we didn't um, originally come from here, and so we don't know a ton of people in the city, and it's, it's still very new to us, so being able to connect with the community um, on a weekly basis or, or when we can tune in um, makes a massive difference. Uh, I think that um, community is something that we all need, regardless of, uh, I guess, whether we're kind of introverted, extroverted, um, whether we've got a church background or not. And so for me, just knowing that that community's there and that I've got a home uh, somewhere, even if it's not here in the city, that I can connect with uh, when I need to, just that makes a massive difference. Um, I think we all moved over to help start the church because we really believed in what Levi and Nance were doing and their vision for the local church. Um, and it's just really special getting to still be a part of that here when there, I know there are a lot of us who would like to still be there and still be involved. This has made it really easy. Um, and also I think we all know like quite a few people here in New Zealand who would really benefit from a church community like this and it's made it super accessible to invite family and friends along to watch. Um, and yeah, I think that uh, in the last couple of years it has been um, obviously really hard for a lot of people all around the world being able to find that community. So then when a church is able to transition um, into um, having an online community where you can access literally from any part of the world, um, whether it's Auckland in New Zealand, um, in, in Ottawa, or even just down the road somewhere like Toronto, um, and you're able to connect with all of these people on a weekly basis, uh, I, think, I think that's really special. And I feel like Liberty City has been able to do that in such a special way already. Um, but then um, I think it's just the beginning of what you could achieve through um, the idea of, um, of going online and, and being an online campus and hopefully this just creates an opportunity for more people all around the world regardless of where they are and, and kind of what access they have to a, a local church around them that might be able to find a local church um, online. My name is Kylie and this is Isaac and we've been coming to Liberty City since October, so just around six months ago. And we started going when they had in-person services and we really fell in love with Liberty City right away. We love the sense of community there. Um, but shortly after we started attending, they uh, had to switch the services to online because of the stay-at-home order. Um, so we really weren't sure how that was going to look for us. Were we going to be able to still have that sense of community? Um, but we were just so happy that that wasn't the case, that we didn't lose that sense of community and that we were able to um, continue being involved with Liberty City Online. 
Yeah, and we've just been so blessed by the online campus that uh, we're able to be fed spiritually and also maintain that community with our church um, through the online services. And it's just so nice to know that we have that online campus for whenever we can't be in service in person or we're not allowed to be, that we'll be able to hop on those online services and um, yeah, have that connection with people from all over the world that are also watching these services with us. For us to be able to just be in the chat on the online services and be able to see other people and where they're calling in from or watching from, um, from all over Canada, all over the world, and then be able to see what's, uh, what people are taking out of the service, uh, whether it's during the worship or during the message or any part of the service, be able to check in. And sometimes you see familiar names or you get to know people just from that little chat room, which is so cool. Hi, Elsie fam. So for those of you who don't know, we are preparing to return to the U.S. Uh, this summer, and we've been really thoughtful of what the future holds for us. We believe that in this season, it's important that we stay part of LC. We're excited to do that through our online campus. I love our in-person services, but if there's anything that we've learned during this pandemic, it's that we can connect and pastor in a meaningful way through our online campus. What really excites me about our online campus is that it's really more than a Sunday experience. Right. It's church available to you every day exactly where you are. So whether it's through our podcast or through our video media, we're excited about the growth of LC's online presence. And we are really, really excited to be staying with LC and moving forward together. Wasn't that just amazing to hear from all of those families? And you know, the world is moving forward and this online connect is just so important. And like we've been saying, it's not about, you know, oh, we have to provide them with Liberty City. It's actually just that all over the globe, there is something that God is doing within our church community that people are connecting to. They are finding family, they are growing spiritually. And so we want to be able to continue that work. And one of the amazing people who has walked into our church, who we really feel to bring on staff this year is the incredible Chris Spencer, who has been, of course, making all of that video content possible. So he has been volunteering as our worship pastor. And then also we have been through Peking Zebra, getting that online content. And we thought, you know what, let's actually just bring those two together and have him come on staff part-time uh, in those roles. And so as a part of our Good Works offering this year, we are looking to bring on staff the incredible Chris Spencer in the role of our worship pastor with a few extra portfolios, helping to uh, continue to drive forward our creativity, continue to make sure that we're not having to find frames and baking paper. <laughs> Recording, I'm just gonna make sure that you are in focus. Just look at me, yeah, nice, that's great. Okay, stand up nice and strong. And how do I do this? Just press yeah. record. One tap, it'll flash. One on tap. It's gonna flash. flash. That's pause. Yeah, then press it one more time, yeah. <laughs> Do our very best, but actually saying, you know what, we want to invest into uh, the, vid the video area. But I'm sure that you are all aware that there is just something unique, something special. God is doing something 
in our worship team. Mm -hmm. And so we want to be the kind of church that can say, you know what, we're going to get behind this, not just with our words, not just with our excitement, but financially as a church, we are saying, you know what, we see this being one of the key areas where God is moving. And so we're going to financially back that. Um, it's an old fashioned saying, but you know, it rings true sometimes that behind every great man is a great woman. And with bringing Chris on staff, it means that we're not just investing in his business, Peking Zebra, but to bring him into our staff means we can invest in his family. Yeah. And I tell you what, I can't wait for you to meet Marley. <laughs> Marley's the engine you room. Already. Oh man, the spunk of that of that family, and you know when she walks into a room, just owns it. Yeah. Just incredible. And incredible so, at hospitality as well, and just so welcoming in their home. And so there's so much more in it because with this incredible couple, you've got a couple who are really bringing people into their home and pastoring people. Virtually, of course. Of course. And so we have got a little presentation from uh, Chris and Marley that we want to present to you today. So Chris and Marley, over, over to you. Hi everyone, I'm Marley Spencer. I am currently finishing up my master's degree. I'm graduating in May and I am studying to be a speech language pathologist. I am really looking forward to not only supporting Chris as his wife as he steps into this new um, leadership role as worship pastor, but also just getting to know um, people of the church and building community. For a while, it was really tough for me, um, one, because of COVID and the restrictions, but also because I was in the States and um, doing my schooling there. So. Um, that what made it a little bit tricky, but now we are planted, we're in Nepean, um, and we love to host, and I'm really looking forward to having people over, building relationships, getting to know you all, so I hope to have you guys over to play some board games. We are fun board game people, not strategic, so <laughs> just, um, just want to preface with that, um, and just looking forward to getting to know everyone and really building community. Yeah, so good. Like Miley said, this is definitely not a, a Chris thing. Ready to give it our all, ready to solidify relationships, mm -hmm. ready to uh, be there for people. Um, and uh, yeah, not just obviously play the worship and those kind of things, but um, be there for, for, for those guys and, and hopefully um, make more of an impact. So like she said, now that we're here, people around hopefully when the restrictions allow it um, and just, yeah hanging, building relationships, even on nights where I'm playing music and setting up and this kind of thing, I'd love for Marley to be there. I'm just chatting away with other people. Um, mm -hmm. There's times when uh, I feel like I need to be doing that and know that she's the other side of that 100%. And mm -hmm. so um, we're just eager to, to step into this role even further um, and just uh, make a bigger splash with all of you guys involved too. So mm -hmm. thank you. In last year's Good Works offering, we were able to receive money to um, staff Nadia and Dallin Humphrey for one year on staff. We realized that, that Nadia and Dallin were indispensable. In fact, what we probably realized with you was that your portfolio shifted a little bit. Far less of the creative stuff that we thought might happen, Chris stepped in, which was great, but a lot more pastoral care. During the pandemic, a lot more people just needing help. Yeah. And so we certainly don't begrudge you for needing help. It just meant that Nadia spent more time doing that than we planned. And then with Dallin, her portfolio has shifted as well. Yeah, and increased. Um, and increased. And so what we want to do this year is um, obviously keep them on staff, but that's a part of our operational budget, your general tithes and offerings. But we'd love to raise an additional day's salary for each of them today 
so that we can bring them on staff another day each. And I, I'm really looking forward to that. I love having you on the church's staff. Thank you. I love being a part of the church staff. And, we, and we're all thankful for you being a part of the church's staff. Another part of our Serve the Church area is to partner with One Way Ministries. They are an incredible ministry. And for Levi and I, when we got here, we wanted to make sure that we had some great relationships and also some great mentors in our world. And uh, this ministry has been incredible at connecting us to great people, encouraging those relationships, and really just being a wonderful support to us as church pioneers. And so today, we're going to hear from the amazing Mark Peterkins. I'm, not, I, I'm going to be flawed until it gets cut and edited. I'm Mark Peterkins and it is my pleasure to be uh, Executive Director of One Way Ministries here in Ottawa. And uh, thank you for this invitation to be here today. One Way Ministries has been uh, active in Ottawa for 25 years this fall. And uh, our, uh, our love and our care, our passion is for the leadership community. And uh, what we have loved watching and, and uh, facilitate a little bit is the friendships uh, that have developed amongst our leadership community. We have about three tracks for our ministry. The first track then is this whole track to, to love and support and encourage our leadership community, which includes friendships. The second part then is to um, encourage prayer in our city, prayer for our city. Our desire is to see our, our city prayer saturated. And then the third is to offer uh, a track, a platform where uh, leaders and teams can operate from, where they can come and lean into and work the, the passion and mission that God's given them in their hearts. So we don't come up with the ideas, we just offer the platform. And, uh, and, and I think we've got about 15 teams now that use that platform in order to see Jesus brought to the city and the, and the city to Jesus. Your gift to us helps to uh, pay for the overhead. It helps put together a team. We've got a team of 12 people who work uh, in the city um, and it takes 12 people to do all the types of things that we do and so uh, your support simply allows, it puts gas into our tank and allows us to do uh, what, um, what we can only do with partners and so we love partnership. I love how uh, Liberty City has come about. The story of, uh, of, of how uh, Nadia and Levi came with 20 other people from New Zealand to a call that they felt that they had for Canada and for Ottawa is just amazing. And that, that type of risk, that type of sacrifice, that type of adventure is what I long to see people catch for this city. And so uh, that, our, that Love Ottawa platform that I was talking about, that's full of people that are, that are just discovering a uh, a need, they're discovering something that's going on in the city where, uh, where God needs to show up and it takes money and it takes resources, it takes their time and I just get such a thrill out of watching people give up their lives for the gospel, for Jesus in this city and so uh, I, this church is a great example of that. Thanks Mark, so love you and appreciate you. The next thing that we want to give to, in fact, the last area in the Serve the Church area is the um, Association of Related Churches. Mm -hmm. And in fact, we've got um, a local pastor from Experience Church in, in Calgary. Yeah. His name is Jonathan Lambert, good friend of ours. And he helps run ARC through Canada. Last year, we were able to partner with them and 
They launched three churches. In the middle of a pandemic. Truly amazing. Yeah, and and uh, just genuine shout out to those churches. Yeah. But this year we want to lift our commitment yes. to plant more churches and serve church. Yeah. And so we want to hear right now from Jonathan. So Jonathan, man, take it away. Hey, Liberty City, it's Jonathan Lambert from Art Canada. I just wanted to take a moment and say thank you for your continued investment and partnership in planting churches across the country. We know Canada needs Jesus and the local church is the best way to spread hope. Last year in like a wild, crazy, unprecedented year, together we launched three brand new churches uh, in a pandemic that are all crushing it and people are getting saved. It's wonderful. Two in Winnipeg, one in Northern Alberta. We resourced and trained church planters uh, across the country and we're looking ahead to this year. We're excited that we get to continue working together. Uh, we're launching four brand new churches in the fall of 2021 and early in 2022. And we couldn't do it without you. Thanks for spreading hope, life, and uh, the gospel across Canada. I guess now, and I hope now, we're all asking the inevitable question, if we haven't yeah. already answered it, which is, um, how much should I give? And, and, I, and I pray that as you ask yourself that question or you nudge your spouse, um, you ask it and believe for its answer to come in such a way that's not out of fear or shame or guilt or yes. a, a weird compulsion, but is genuinely out of a heart of wanting to please God. And Hebrews 13, 16 says, and do not forget to do good things mm. and share with others. Amen. Amen. But for such sacrifices, God is pleased. And understand that today that as we humbly sacrifice, and it is called an offering because we do offer it to the Lord. Yeah. Understand that He's pleased when a group of people get together and do that. And so a friend of ours years ago said, the best offering is the offering when everyone just gives what they believe God has told them to give. So as we pray right now and ask God to be very clear about what it is that He would give, just understand that if you do that, this is a great offering. Uh, the amount might be more than you have in your bank account right now or prepared, <laughs> came prepared to give today. Don't be afraid by that, that's okay. Don't go into debt but pledge to give it over the next 12 months. And you can do that online on the website, on the give page under the Good Works offering. Nards and I often will pray when we come to give. And, but every time that we do that, one of us normally has an amount that might be bigger than the other. We've committed that as a family, we'll always lean on the larger amount than the smaller one. Yeah. And it's amazing how often God has come through yeah. in those years when it's been a real stretch to, to pledge that offering and then fulfill it. Mm. but I encourage you to do so today. And there are some really practical ways that you can do that. In the past, Levi and I have given up coffee for a year and that just happened to Worst make up, <laughs> that just happened to make up the amount that we were committed towards pledging. And so think about perhaps what it is that you can give up over the next year and say, you know what, God, I'm actually going to give that to you. And so uh, on behalf of Levi and I and on behalf of our board, we just want to say, church, thank you for being a generous people. Thank you for going yeah. beyond yourself. Yeah. Thank you for looking outside of these four walls and to looking to the people within these four walls and saying, you know what, we're going to do something great for God. We're going to bring this offering. And so we have been able to do the most amazing things. Yeah over the last few years for such a small church. And I just know that what we are committed to doing this year is truly going to impact our world. As I pray, why don't you join with me in prayer and start to write out that amount. And then together, we're going to give this amazing offering to God. God, we just thank you. Because yeah. you're good. And we love you. Would you be with us in this place? Would you give us your 
kindness and grace. Would you help us run this race so we can see your face? In Jesus' name. I see Amen. Amen. <laughs>